1: Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode 203. And I have an amazing guest that I'm really excited to talk with. Uh, his name is Finian. Kelly, and he is a sought after speaker, event facilitator, and executive coach. Finian has been dubbed the business mystic because of his unique ability to put consciousness into business and inspire leaders to find new levels of meaning and purpose through their creative endeavors. As an entrepreneur, Finian built an ...exited two multi-million dollar companies in the financial industry. He's the creator and chief visionary officer of intentionality.com. Using the intentionality framework, Finian guides people to create their path, get on their path and stay on their path to wholeness. And I love that, Finian, because that is so hard to have that full tenacity and not get bumped off your <laughs> the direction you're trying to go. So welcome.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Kirsten. I'm really excited to be speaking to your audience.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, diving in deeper to why you do the work that you do. And also, I, I'm excited. I think we'll talk a little bit of EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, which I am a huge fan of. So let's just start. By having you tell me um, about the work that you do, which is so important, and what impact you hope to make in the world with that work.
0: Amazing. So, intentionality is the work I do, and it's something which has been born out of necessity. It's actually been born from my need personally. I was, uh, I'd uh, achieved pretty much my vision of my life, and at that point, I still wasn't feeling fulfilled, or, and it actually caused a bit of a chaotic awakening period in my life and i realized there has to be a way to help people and help myself to really understand that there's there's my path in life and how do i find it how do i get on it but most importantly and you picked up on that how do i actually stay on that path because it's you can find it sometimes and you can get on it but staying on it that's the hard work that's the daily work of being aware, accepting where you're at, looking at where do you need to pivot, and then and then getting back to your true self. So it's it's a an, an very important part, and it's the bit that people forget about because it's it's the hard work, it's that daily consistency. Yeah, and the impact I really want to make is I I want to help people navigate this complex life that we're in right now. I'm a big believer that like if you help yourself and save yourself, you save the world. I used to be all about saving the world. Now I'm all about saving myself. And if I can show some other people some some f- a framework, give them some behaviors that they can follow, and give them some tools to actually live those behaviors, to actually get connected to themselves, their their true nature, get on that pathway to wholeness, then that's going to naturally have a butterfly effect in the world, anyway.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that! Yes. Uh, I always say, and I'm sure you're going to resonate with this, that we are all born with gifts to use in the service of others. And sometimes people take that to mean like, I need to go to Africa and take care of orphans. But no, every one of us has these unique gifts. And too often we minimize them because we think, well, that came easy. Everyone can do that. And and that's not true. And then also that unique call to action. And so many people, um, you know, and that call to action is that difference that we, you know, that we feel inspired to make. And it's too easy to squelch it, even if you're trying to be intentional with, with what you want to do, because you just think, I could never make that happen, or that's too hard, or all those kinds of thoughts that get in the way. Gosh, and then the, just the dis- distractions of the world and our mindset, and um, oh my gosh, there's so many things bumping us off the path. I love that too about... Um, yeah. And if we all got aligned with our purpose and our mission in life, I think all things would be taken care of really. <laughs> Don't you?
0: You really would. I'm a, I am love that you said about that service part. I have this concept about the five priorities of an intentional being. And I've looked at across, I, I love reading literature. I love reading spiritual literature, religion literature, and I try to look at the connections between them all. And what I discovered is that they're pretty much speaking the same language if you get to the root of it. And I found that they'll... There's five key priorities. And the first priority is to is love. Remember that we are love, that we're here to give love. We're here to receive love. And then we the second one is to grow. We've we've our soul has decided to come into this earth at this point in these sex these circumstances in order to have experiences to grow. And then through that, you can then serve. Once you know how once you're loving and you've you've grown, you can then really serve through the world. And that's where I I often try to remind people, you don't even have to find your purpose or passion. Just remember that really everyone's singular purpose in life is to come back to love. And if we do that, oh, life can be beautiful.
1: I love that because the visual I get Um, is yeah like fill yourself with love where that comes from for you and your beliefs and then the overflow of that and also though I see and tell me if you've seen this as well another one of those things that can bump bump us off of our own path is feeling like I have to serve every single solitary person that comes at me with a request and what can happen as I always say people pleasers tend to have people pushers in their life and just because someone stands in front of you with a request doesn't mean that we're necessarily the right one to take care of that issue or challenge or problem or task. Uh, that can bump us off our path because saying yes and no appropriately is really a big part of staying on our own path and in our own lane.
0: Oh, you're so right. When you when you get connected to your love, you end up having a field. We all have a field around us, um, which is energy, and it's a combination of like how grounded are we how connected to the divine and when we're full of love we have these giant fields now other people have weaker fields and naturally they're drawn to your big field so they're going to always be wanting more and more and yes part of it is to serve but if you deplete your field then you can't serve anyone and you certainly can't serve yourself at that point so we've got to be able to understand how we can give but also make sure we have our boundaries and that's a that's a very important thing and that's actually one of the principles of intentionality is to eliminate friction by creating freedom through self-made boundaries we've got to put those boundaries in place and that gives us that freedom and it stops us having that friction all the time so you'll see a lot of we were just talking uh before we got on you've created some freedom by putting a boundary that mondays uh, uh podcast time thursdays are interviews time or vice versa and because of that now when people are saying oh, i've got to do it on tuesday You could go, maybe I'll give in, but you won't have your freedom and there'll be friction again. But you just put it out to everyone and people just fall in line. Like I fell in line, no problem. And it actually just coincided with this is my interview day, so it was perfect.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, thank you for that. That's true. And I've had people try to push not you know technology and time, and uh, no, you know what? This is like my process, and I'd love to have you join. But if it's not a fit, that's okay, and uh, no hard feelings. Uh, and that's the other thing too. I think uh, the the whole concept of love when we're giving and serving from that place of love it's energizing. When we're um, when someone's pushing in with boundaries and we're, you know, we can start to build up resentments and that feeling of have to and obligation and all those yucky feelings and our energy gets depleted, not only because we're using it, but, but uh, yeah, the, the feelings that arise versus giving freely um, around the boundaries that you have.
0: And that's a great sign to give you an indication. Are you really operating from a place of love or is ego coming into play? or is it this feeling that you you're obligated because love is always it's unlimited it's it's energy but if you're feeling depleted after interacting with someone or doing some task it's a really good time to check in and go was i really doing this out of a place of love or this unconditional love which is a which is a weird concept in itself but it's it's or are we doing it because we want to we impress them or we want to feel good or we can't say no? And I would say that that's ego
1: coming into play then yes, absolutely, so um oh my gosh we I love everything that you're up to. So tell me what experiences have motivated you to do this very important and unique work
0: so it's interesting, so i've I've actually lived a life with intentionality my whole life i I have always been thinking I came from a challenging upbringing as a child. And I was always thinking, well, how do, I, how do I have a safe place to stay during this period of time? How do I get to this tennis tournament? So I was always acting and visioning and, and connecting the dots. And it made me throughout my life always have a vision and I was doing this work and I, I got to this point where I was living in a mansion in Beaver Creek in Colorado uh, after moving from Australia, skiing 100 days a year. I was married, I had financial independence, and I achieved, literally I'd achieved exactly what I intentionally put out with my vision. And what I discovered was that there was, I was feeling more, more lost than I've ever felt more. I had a bigger hole than I'd ever experienced before. And that's when I realized, interesting, you can live a life with intentionality, but if it's coming from a place of fear or a place of lack or a place of scarcity, it can never really truly fulfill you. You need to be coming from a place of love from abundance from from wholeness and it was just a few little tweaks but i i realized a lot of us this buzzword of intention intentionality it's it's actually can be quite dangerous because you can get so focused and so committed to your path that it might not actually be your path you might have stepped on the wrong path to start with so through that period i had to go through a very large self-discovery period a lot of deep confronting work, confronting my wounds and, and going on a lot of healing journey. And through that, I, I updated my philosophy and really built it out as a philosophy. I was like, this is something which can help others. And, but more importantly, it was purely to help myself. Uh, how, do I, how do I navigate through this period? And I would work with people and they just kept referring me as the intentionality guy. And after a while, when you hear enough people say that to you, you realize maybe this is my path. This is this is what I need to do. And then the funny thing is I reached out to a company who owned intentionality.com. They ended up uh, agreeing to sell it to me. They they then asked, reached out afterwards and said, we actually have the trademark for this as well. Would you like this? And I was like, okay, universe, <laughs> enough science. <laughs> We're making it very easy. And I've actually sold my final business to go all in on this work, which is really, really exciting. Because I also was realizing that if I'm going to be the person who's who's preaching this, I have to be practicing every little bit of it. And I do. Each day, I'm constantly creating new tools that I need in that moment. And then it's really wonderful to be able to share this with others.
1: That's so great. And, you know, it can be so difficult because really ultimately living with intentionality, I would assume, is, you know, you might be making decisions minute to minute about how will I spend my time? How will I focus my energy (laughs) to stay on that path? And if you're very clear about it and have tools to help you, um, now, now you can stay there more easily. Um, I, I want to kind of circle back to the experience that you had when you had achieved so much. And I've seen this, um, you know, uh, happen in many people's lives where if you're only goal oriented, and I don't like to say only cause it's great to be goal oriented, but it sounds like you reached a time where you had achieved so much, you had achieved your goals. And then you had that sense, that letdown of what next. Was that a part of it?
0: Yeah, that's right. And this is where I'm, I, one of the things about intentionality is, is it should be focused on intentions, not goals. goals. Goals are okay and they have their purpose, but we in this modern day world have come obsessed with goals. Mm-hmm. We believe that success is achieving a goal. And the problem is, is that if the goal comes from a place which wasn't from abundance, from love, from wholeness, you might be going on this whole path. Which wasn't actually the right goal for you. you. Might have set the wrong goal. Think of the amount of decisions that we make in our lives sometimes, where we were like, "Oh, you look back in hindsight," and there I go. That was I don't know what I was thinking then. That was a really uh, bad path for me to go on. That can happen with a goal. You might be working towards a goal and spending all this energy, delaying all this happiness, and you get there, and you're like, "Wow, that didn't give me what I thought it what I, what I wanted." And it's also very. It's very constrained, they're very limited by the nature of goals when you look at it, especially when people talk about smart goals, it's so definitive and it doesn't allow any flexibility in life. So the key with intentionality is to be focusing on feelings, not goals. So how do you want to feel? Because ultimately that's all, all we are, we're a bunch of feelings, that's what measures good life lived, if we feel good. And if you say like, I want to feel proud, then there's a lot of different ways that can happen. So for example, last year I like giving this example because it was, it was it's right in um, modern day in our present situation I was president of the entrepreneurs organization Colorado chapter and I was very intentional about this presidency for 2 years beforehand I'd worked out my board the strategy I was going to do in the and everything I was going to do in that year and we were having a great year and the end period the last 3 months was when I was really going to go off with a bang having the most amazing events I had surprise events even for my board. Um, There was a lot of recognition. There were certain things about renewals. I had all these metrics, all these goals to ensure that we'd we'd been a great president. And then the pandemic hit and there was a moment where I went into a real self-pity moment where I basically looked at everything and I was like, huh, I'm not going to be able to achieve any of my goals. I'm going to be, and I started, you know, as the, the ego goes, I'm I'm going to be the, remembered as the worst president. Um, I'm a failure. How bad is this? And I started feeling really sorry for myself. Now, when you're in that state, what happens? No action happens at all. You're in this place of weakness, in this low vibrational state. You're feeling sorry for yourself. And in that moment, really what I needed to be doing was being the most powerful president you can imagine in that time, like reassuring as entrepreneurs, businesses were going under. So I, I had this moment where I was, and I, and this is the the work of intentionality, just having all these systems in place. And I remembered, hang on, Finn, you would have you would have thought about this. And I went back to my original document, which is like a one-pager for the year of what I defined as like my vision for the year. And at the top was the money. It said, My intention for the year, to be proud of my leadership. Just to be proud of my leadership. And then there was a bunch of metrics below, a bunch of goals which would help me. Indicate that I did well as a president, but just having that grounding intention, I suddenly went, okay, If my intention is to be proud of my leadership. That's not dictated on, on these goals. It's to be proud of my leadership. What would a leader do right now if they were going to be proud of their leadership? And it wasn't about me. I just said, what would a leader do? And they went, well, they would would reassure everyone in the chapter. They would probably organize a full virtual team, um, hall, like town hall to, to, let people know they would probably work out a way to keep everyone in the organization, regardless if your business went under and just, and just started getting on the phone to people. And I just went into a series of events where I just, I basically went on autopilot and what's interesting through that experience, I am more proud of that year of leadership than I could have ever been if I had achieved all those other goals, because this was something, a bigger opportunity. This only happened once in the history of EO. I'll always be remembered as the president who led through that time. And I'm so proud. And it was all through getting back to that one intention. That's the power of in, of intention and getting connected to the feelings rather than the goals.
1: I love that. You know, um, the word I use for something similar is expectations and I call that recalibrating expectations of ourselves. And, um, I often talk about, uh, so I was a single mom for years and a business owner and, you know, so super, super busy time. And, and so I always talk about like, I needed to recalibrate the expectations of myself, but I had specific intentions, a common intentions now versus goals of, um, you know, so for instance, uh, meal time, healthy meal time together, Mm. that was my intention. So, um, you know what? Broccoli is actually better for you raw than cooked. And so um, it was okay that we didn't have a fancy meal, but we had time together and it was healthy. And so I wasn't beating myself up of not meeting some unrealistic expectation of fancy cooked meal. So, I mean, sometimes things were cooked, but, (laughs) but I mean, and I'll still go back to the time my, my kids were little and they said, mom, you should have your own cooking show. And, I had made grilled cheese with a uh, store brand tomato soup, you know, so. <laughs> So, um, that wasn't my healthiest meal, but you know, it was time together and, uh, you know, and time with boys and time for business. And so if the laundry was clean and maybe folded, but didn't get into the drawers. Okay. So it was just, you know, calibrating the expectations. So they were reasonable and I wasn't wasting energy beating myself up.
0: And that's the key. I was just about to say that because of that, you were actually able to show up in the present, proud, connected, loving, which is ultimately what your children wanted Yes. rather than this fancy meal. But if you had been in a shame spiral because you had a definition of what a good mother should be providing these type of meals, then you wouldn't have been present at all. And that's a really important part. I listened to a great podcast with uh, our former president, Obama, and actually Bruce Spring- Springsteen just the other day and was talking about money in America. And what's interesting is when they were brought up, they – lived in poor neighborhoods, but they did not feel poor because in their area, everyone was very similar. They weren't comparing against anyone else. They weren't being fed all these marketing messages all the time about you should expect this. This is your entitlement. And what's interesting is people, even though you'd say that their social economic conditions may have improved, they're probably feeling a lot worse because back then they used to feel pretty good because they didn't have expectations of anything else. And I'm not saying don't have Expectations, or don't vision for your life, but expectations sometimes can be really, really dangerous if we've put the wrong expectations of ourselves, or we've or we've adopted them from someone else, and we think that's right for us.
1: Absolutely, so agree. I actually, when I speak, well, when I used to do in person speaking, hopefully we'll be back to that. But I had these two. Um, Two big posters and I would put them on stands in between um, and I would stand in between and one poster says expectations and the other one says experiences and that basically, you know, rarely do the two meet and we basically live our entire lives in the middle. And so it's how we're relating and reacting to the gap. Um, that that determines kind of the how we en- how much we enjoy our life and how much not. And I always use the illustration of my curly hair. You know, even when I was going to be on a stage, I couldn't dictate or know exactly what my hair was going to look like. So I had to be. It's a very silly illustration, but you know, a good visual. But like, so I had to be very flexible with how it would look and not go on stage feeling like weird or frustrated with my hair because it's kind of out of my control. <laughs>
0: so good and if you look at the Buddha he talks about the four noble truths and it's all about desires are the cause of suffering and Mm. people can take that as like well I should not want anything in life and it's it's not actually you can still vision but the desire is when you come attached to it and we've got the okay okay this is nice but it's also I'm nice without it and and that's that's the the really the hard work.
1: Yes. So tell me, uh, we, you, and I could talk forever. I can't tell. Oh, so uh, tell me, when you think back to one impact in particular that really fuels your passion. Can you describe that for us?
0: One impact? Do you,
1: yeah, do you like with a, with a client or even yourself or a family member, well, like what is something where you've used this philosophy to really help someone? And, you know, for I always uh, encourage, like it's good to keep those top of mind because, you know, when we hit hard patches, we can go back to like this is why I do what I do. And I'm just wondering what that, what that specific story would be for you.
0: I've had a number, and oh, I've got uh, this happens a lot actually, where people have got so off their path that they've they've done something which they've got complete shame about, like they're they're having an affair, um, they're they're living a lie in their relationship. And and one person I worked with, he he basically came to me, and I could just tell there was something underneath all the stories, and I had an I had an awareness that it was probably something like an affair. And then it ended up being that was the case. And I think why people were like working with me is that I will not judge you at all. I'll accept you for exactly where you're at. Um, I can be surprised because I'm always surprised by human beings about the the creativity of the situations they could get them in, but nothing can affect me and I'll just give you pure love. So I create this safe environment. And simply, I just shared with them through the intentionality framework. I was like, okay, there's two paths here. There's this path where you keep going down this path um, and it's and I painted a picture for, for that one or it's this path of who you want to be and I asked him who do you want to be and it was all about well I want to be proud I want to feel confident I want to have integrity and I went okay so from now on we're just going to always be looking at this and just going is this decision going to make me closer to path I'm already on or is it the path of this guy of integrity wholeness and we're not going to work out what we're going to do we're just gonna make tiny little decisions and through that work and applying the intentionality to work morning routines were structured setting intentions for the day um, and all these other tools that we put into place and he lost a large amount of weight he had the confidence to end the relationships he started leaning into his relationship and it just set off this chain of events and I was just so proud of the courage. And this all happened in literally we were on a six-month program. this all happened in six weeks. Like wow. it was just little little moments each week because once he got connected to his true nature and who he really wanted to be, those decisions that he thought were going were impossible. He actually thought they were impossible. he felt trapped and stuck, went that hard because there was only one path of direction. He just knew I had to get closer to this, and it just gives you incredible courage and and the freedom that comes with that. Is just amazing. And that's what comes with intentionality is this feeling of just freedom and and feeling content and feeling in love with life um, because you are now connected to yourself, not worrying about anyone else. And the funny thing is when you're not worrying about anyone else and connected to yourself, everyone else is better off because you're making good decisions.
1: Yes. Now I have to ask, it begs the question, at least for me. So uh, did your coaching or work with him – Obviously, who's making better uh, decisions moving forward, it sounds like, that we're aligned with integrity. Uh, were there actions to clean up from past lack of integrity?
0: So much. Yeah. A lot. And that's really, it's. It, I, I didn't talk about the past because the funny thing is, is that in my work, we don't ever really talk about the mm-hmm. past because all we have is the present. It's like right now you have this situation. What's the step? And yes, it might've been from an action in the past, but you're actually reliving it right now every single time. Yeah. So, it, it set off. And the great thing is, and it's very similar to uh, how Esther Perel talks about, like these damaging events can often be the greatest awakenings for future relationships. It can be, bring us back together because it finally brings back truth and honesty and connection. And that's really what we're looking for.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, and the power that uh, when we get into good integrity, people are often so afraid. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen this, Um, you know, and especially difficult in the cleanup work, but rarely is the, does the fear come to fruition? Um, on the other side of those tough conversations are, you know, uh, closer and more intimate relationships, more vulnerability and, you know, just a lot of beautiful stuff.
0: I see it so often. Like Mark Twain said that beautiful quote, I've, I've done a, I thought, what is it? I've, I've worried about a lot of things that most didn't come to fruition, like something along those lines. Mm, And mm -hmm. it is true. Like our fears our fear is never actually in the moment. It's always an anticipation. And then when it's at, you're just experiencing it. And then, you, and then it's truth because it's, it's real. So you're able to actually take action, where with the fear, you're not taking action. You're imagining things and it's, it doesn't serve you at all.
1: Oh, right. And the lack of action as a result of fear just makes the fear bigger and a larger obstacle to bust through. Um, so tell me, what is the biggest internal or external challenge that you yourself have had to overcome and how did you overcome it?
0: Oh, I've got a big, big choice of them. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's one that I've had right now. So I, that vision of my life that I had achieved, um, I, my, my wife left me. And that was, that was very challenging. And it set off this sort of four year journey. And it's interesting. I would have said that was the hardest bit, but to tell you the truth, it was, it was actually selling and like just sort of completing this business, um, that I've had since then where it was like, it was almost like our baby and I, I kept running emotions through it and I just kept feeling so trapped. And I, I stayed in it for three years longer than I needed to. And I think it was because it was. It was the last connection to my previous life. Mm. And what I realized was, was that consciously I knew that this wasn't the place for me. And I was already on this new path and there were so many good things, but there was still a part of me, which in my body wanted to be in that life. And I realized that I had to grieve this other version of Finn, this other version that I would really created for 30 years of my life. And I had to grieve that part and that's, I'm still in it. And it's extremely, extremely confronting and challenging because the hardest thing is, is that I rationally know it and I consciously know it, but it's still in my body. There's there's some faulty code in my body that I'm I'm really trying to release and and that has been a, a deep emotional journey. But I also know that it's I needed this to to really bring the intentionality message alive because I had to be feeling it so, so deeply. Um, how we can get trapped you know, we in our own prison.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, anytime too, when we're on the precipice of making such a big kind of final movement or decision, um, yeah, we can get stuck right in that moment, you know, because there's yeah. some kind of that attachment. And, you know, and likely this, that business was also like a part of your identity, right? And there's comfort in there. It's something you know, but I always get the visual of standing at the edge of a large field, and you don't really know what is in the field, but but if a decision is pending, you kind of know underneath that uh, what you're in is not the right decision because you would be done deciding, right?
0: <laughs> but it's more
1: like you're stuck because of the fear of that next big move.
0: Yeah, and we and we feel like if we it's a whole idea that we if we give something up, then we're losing something, mm-hmm. and it's not, it was like great at the time and now it needs to be completed. And that's a really important part when we're ending things, really end every single thing. Like I've realized in my life, like I've, I've made lots of transitions, lots of moves, but if I actually look back, I've still, I, I and I've, I've cleared them up now, but I had all these anchors attached to previous parts of my life that I was carrying through my current life. Cause I didn't do the work to fully close up everything. And that's, that's energetically as well, like cutting those emotional cords and releasing them and grieving them so you can move forward free. And I really recommend everyone when they when they transition in life, like really be intentional about it and take a moment of pause. Don't rush into the next thing because you might be bringing some low energy into the next thing, which is always going to inhibit it.
1: Yeah, the visual is like you're th- just throwing stuff in a backpack and now you're going yeah. on to the next thing with more weight. Um, So what words of wisdom you uh, you have accomplished so much and I'm so excited for this uh, next part of your journey, Uh, you know, for the world and all those you serve. But what words of wisdom do you have for others who want to make their own impact in the world? Maybe they're just getting started or, uh, you know, maybe they're in a rough patch. What would you tell them?
0: So I would say... Rather than focusing on the impact of the world, come back to yourself and go: Are you in a loving state? Are you in a loving state, or are you in a fearful state? That's the first principle of intentionality. Experience peace and joy by learning to choose love over fear, and it's it is a learned act because we've learned how to choose fear as our default place. So we need to be able to go: Are we in a loving place? And when we do that, then we can experience true peace and joy. And when we're in that peaceful and joyful state, we then can start impacting the world. So coming back that that area. I'd also inspire people about intentionality. Intentionality is not something which is, happens in the future. You described it beautifully before where it's a series of moments and we have a moment right now and then there's another moment and another moment. That means you can decide I'm going to start living with intentionality right now and all you need to do is just one act. It could be By setting an intention, it could be thinking about what you want for the next thing. It could be living by one of these principles: by love, over fear, or energy instead of time. And when we start doing this, our life starts transforming, and we get to that place where we're really connected. And this is the final principle of intentionality: is to connect to your true nature by practicing the power of presence. When we get into the present moment, and we're connected, we're rooted. Our true nature comes through, and our true nature is unlimited. It's magical, it's divine, it's powerful, it's love. And we we find our unique gifts, which then naturally will start just wanting to flow out of us because that's that's really why we're here. So rather than thinking external, come back to the internal. And the magic is that the external will be looked after.
1: Powerful, powerful. I love that. And you know, when I talk about fear, I just, I love that that's where you started. Um, I always say fear can have you just running from something, but it's not necessarily in a specific direction. So, um, and often I see, and I'm sure you've seen this too, fear driving you away. One, not intentional about direction, but in two, sometimes you go really, really far from that thing that you're moving away from. (laughs) So -hmm. like, even if it's like, I had a really angry, you know, boss and I never want to be an angry boss. And so you run from that to, um, I never speak up. Right. So so intentionality is, yeah, you you powerfully choose versus letting fear drive you. So thank you for everything that you've shared today and for all the hard work you're doing on yourself so that you can be your best and let the overflow of all the love and abundance that you have in your life uh, to impact others. And wow, does this world I know i 'm going out again, but I know that you 're doing the internal work, but uh, this world really needs people to focus on intentionality and uh not letting fear be our driving force just as a society. Um, there is little room for uh, good discussion, great relationships, and uh movement forward when when fear is the driving force
0: yeah, and there 's no better time right now in a in a weird way with the The chaos that the world has gone into the last year, the pandemic, it creates a new way of being. Like there's new neural pathways that you can create during this period of time, but you have a short window. Otherwise, we'll revert back to who we were before. And sometimes we swing the other direction a little bit too far. So use this time and go, okay, how do I want to create a new life for myself? How do I want to live a life with intentionality? What would that look like? And you can quickly. Completely transform yourself, being a completely different person by just taking a few steps each day and, and using this period. Uh, to create new, newer pathways.
1: That's awesome. Well, so if you're listening to this podcast and you are seeing, you're resonating with everything that Finian is sharing or Finn, can I call you Finn for short? Yeah, uh, I feel like, you know, we've bonded, but uh, if, you, if you're resonating with what he's talking about, this is important work and I would love for you to reach out to him so you can find him at uh, intentionality.com and also all the social media and all of the links will be on the uh, show notes for today's episode. So to find those, go to DefeatTheDrama.com, click on the podcast tab. And go to episode number 203. And I absolutely uh, recommend that you reach out. He's, we've got the YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the things. So, um, so please reach out and connect with Finney and Kelly. Uh, he's got a powerful message and powerful work to do with you to help you tap into your personal intentions so you can make your impact um, wherever you feel. Driven to make it. <laughs> so I'm Kirsten Vogel. Thanks for joining. Uh, if you are struggling to build your high-performing team, uh, reach out to me. I actually have a master class and would love to invite you to join. You can find that at defeatthedrama.com. HPT class. So uh, and that will also be on the actually that's forward slash But that the, the link will be on the show notes as well. So I look forward to connecting you. And um, thank you so much for joining and get out there and make your impact within yourself so you can make your impact in the world. And thank you, Finian.
0: Thank you.